Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We damn good. Hurts keeps fighting for the end zone. What a run. Touchdown, Philadelphia. It's all about growing and continuing that climb. So let's find out what type of team we are. This is going to be a dangerous, tough team to play. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Harry Douglas in for J today. ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down and listen live. And you don't have to be a, you know in your car or next to a radio to hear us. You have us in your ears live wherever you go. And you can join the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Here's the question of the day. Is Russell Wilson playing himself out of the Hall of Fame if this continues? If, 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 it just, if he said, I'm retiring today, my guess is he would be voted into the Hall of Fame eventually. Correct. But sometimes what happens after the fact sheds light on someone in a way that can make them look worse. What if Pete Carroll continues to win with Geno Smith? What if it looks the same and then someone else, and it looks basically the same as Russell Wilson, and yeah, he wins I, another Super Bowl, and Russell yeah, Wilson falls you, I don't think. I don't think you can play yourself out of the Hall of Fame when you've been there. When you think about it, look at the New York Giants and look at the situation with Eli Manning. You know, he won two Super Bowls, but along the way, he clunked along. Then he won the Super Bowls. He played himself into a uh, potential Hall of Fame, potential first ballot. Maybe it's a second ballot, whatever the case may be. But when you think about it, players like that, always get the benefit of the doubt because the media likes his New York. It's the Giants. It's they winning Super Bowls. He has the last name Manning. You play yourself into it as long as you can maintain something. He won those two Super Bowls, and it's like, like you like to say, Max, at the end of the day, Eli basically was a, was a shell of himself at the end. Yep. doesn't mean he played himself out of it, right? New York Giant football, fire away, all that sort of stuff. There you <laughs> Just go, trying man. to get me all hyped. All right. So there are differing <laughs> yeah. opinions. Yeah. There are different points of view about this. Eight at eight, say ESPN seven two nine three seven seven six. Russell Wilson playing himself out of the Hall of Fame if this continues. Okay, now the question is this: because there are a couple of big games this weekend uh, that New York teams are involved in, heading into games where on the schedule be like, oh, they're going to get slaughtered in those games. They're going to be huge underdogs in those games. But given what's happened recently. Now the feeling's a little bit different. So here's the question. Which game are you more confident in? Which team are you more confident in? Confident in. The Giants playing the Ravens. You think the Giants got a better shot to beat Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? Or the Jets got a better shot to beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, Key? I think that I think, if anything... The Giants got a better shot at beating the Ravens. Here's the problem, though. Well, Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator with the Giants, who obviously has seen Lamar Jackson over the last four years as he was on the Ravens staff, so he has a little bit of familiarity with that particular player. A year ago, you would say that the weakness of Lamar Jackson was the blitz. That that was something that, you know, was a problematic for him. That ain't the case this year. What's the strength of the Giants? Bringing some heat, dialing up some different things. So you're getting ready to try and get after Lamar Jackson, and he's killing people on the other end of that up against those defenses. You got to be very careful if you wink Martindale on how to play Lamar Jackson. You can't all of a sudden just think that you know him. That it's, but when I look at it, that defensive side of the ball, 
has struggled for the Baltimore Ravens, in particular at times in the secondary. But the, the Giants don't really have any dominant wide receivers. So this particular game, the Giants will have an opportunity, a chance to win it. I don't know that they will because the quarterback is certainly so dynamic. It, their two losses or three losses this year has not been because of Lamar Jackson. Two yeah. losses at three and two. Yeah, Key, I'm going to go with the, the Jets over the Packers, and I'm going to tell you why I'm not choosing the the Giants over the, the Ravens. Just like you said, Wink Martindale is familiar with the Baltimore Ravens. You better believe John Harbaugh and that offense is familiar with Wink Martindale, and they understand his flaws as well as a defensive coordinator. Uh, part of the reason why I'm choosing the Jets over the, the Packers is the simple fact because you look at Zach Wilson and the way he's been playing uh, – not talking about the last game, the game before that when he had to get two game-winning drives to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's, he, been, he's, he was phenomenal. He, he was good last week, didn't have any turnovers, threw for 200 yards plus. You have a running back in Brees Hall. Him and Michael Carter, those two guys have formed a, a nice tandem in the backfield, but I like the skill position players for the Jets. And when I look at the Packers and the way they struggled against the Minnesota Vikings, the way they struggled against the New York football Giants, I just think – from a skill position standpoint, the New York Jets can oppose more problems to the Green Bay Packers more so than the Giants can for the Ravens. See, Harry, when you look at the Green Bay Packers, what is the strength? I mean, what what should have been the strength of that team was their defense. Yes, it should have been. While the offense, yep. the, while the offense comes along, one of the things that Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, has to start doing, he has to start do, getting guys lined up and ready to go on the pre-snap reads. The calls can't be late. If you're looking at Green Bay against the Giants from a week ago in London, one of the things that that defense did, they were not lining up correctly pre-snap reads. So, therefore, the Giants was able to go. Now when these guys are playing slow because they're trying to figure things out, that sometimes hurts a defense. So I think when you go back and you watch the film like the Packers probably have done and they realize, okay, we've got to get lined up pre-snap read. we got to stop monkeying around and playing games trying to confuse the quarterback. We need to just line up and play our base and do what we need to do instead of trying to get cute with it. And we'll see that against the Giants. That's why I don't really I don't really I don't really lean heavy on the Giants beating them, but they certainly will have an opportunity and a chance. And I'll tell you, Joe Barry getting any calls on Russell yet? He has to be able to understand that the offense that is coming into Green Bay, Wisconsin is the same offense that the Minnesota Vikings have, the same offense that you see every day. So if two times in one season you let this offense get the best of you, then something isn't being done from Joe Barry, their defensive coordinator. Which you more confident in, the Giants to beat the Ravens or the Jets to beat the Packers is the question. And, uh, you know, I'm going to back my Giants. <laughs> and I, I, I think the Jets, Jets have some talent on that team. The Packers aren't playing well. Yep. Um, in, both, in both cases, the tall order is you have otherworldly quarterbacks you're playing against. You can do everything right, and they could still beat you. But I, I like my Giants' chances. Ravens uh, head coach John Harbaugh said about the Giants' superstar running back Saquon Barkley, quote, he's got to be public enemy number one for us. Well, this is what's interesting, guys. Daniel Jones is number one, but also Saquon is our main guy. He's pretty impressive. Like, Daniel Jones, opposing teams are looking at him going, well, we got to account for him. He can run it. He can throw it. They're putting him in very good positions. They're protecting him well. And But then, obviously, Saquon's the most talented guy. 
on the offense. And then the question is this, who has a better running game, Giants or Jets right now? A lot goes into that. Real quick, guys, who has a better running game? Because people want to talk about Russell Wilson and whether or not he's playing himself out of the Hall of Fame. Who has a better running game, Giants or Jets, Harry? Right now, um, I'm going to go with the Giants with the simple fact of how Saquon Barkley has performed and teams understand that he's going to get the football and they haven't been able to stop it. Plus, you have a guy in Daniel Jones who can run quarterback runs as well as if the play isn't there in the pass game, can take, tuck the football and run too. It's a problem. Key, who do you think? Yeah, Giants. Yeah. Giants. Yeah. The Giants got a better running game. Is Russell Wilson a Hall of Famer? If this continues, meaning Pete Carroll having success with a retread quarterback and Russell Wilson not having a lot of success, if that continues, is he playing himself out of the Hall of Fame? Eddie in Ohio, you're on with Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, Harry Douglas, in for Jay today, ESPN Radio. Yeah. Um, um, I think Russell Wilson still I'm kind of compared to the situation. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like you were saying about uh, Van Roethlisberger, plus Eli beating twice, beat Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl. Let's get Eddie's uh, phone situation. He was cutting out every other word. I agree that Ben Roth to me, I made this argument on first take years ago. If Ben Roethlisberger's in, I know he's got one more, but he was, I mean, turning the ball over and stuff. And But if ben, young, if Ben Roethlisberger's in, Russell Wilson should be in eventually, right? Like he's tre- maybe he's not there yet, but he's trending there. I don't, that's why I'm saying what, if Ben Roethlisberger at the age of 32 would have switched teams and Tomlin would have done the same thing he was doing with Roethlisberger with just anyone else that he retread guy and Roethlisberger started playing terribly from the age of 32, I would say I think he played himself out of the Hall of Fame, right? And, and that's why I'm asking the question about yeah, Russell I, I Wilson. If, if, if Pete Carroll runs the football instead of trying to throw, Russell has two Super Bowls instead of one. And he's been a he's been a really solid quarterback in Seattle for a long, very long time. He's still playing okay football. He has at at times head scratching moments in Denver. Whatever that is, whatever that means, I don't know. I mean, he's ripped the football a couple times with some guys that's put it on the carpet. I'm not ready to just poo poo it and say this guy. Not. I'm is saying if it continues like this, Keith. No, no, not if but it continues like this. If it continues, look, look. again, Max, Max, he'll be a forty-five hundred-yard passer this we'll year. Let's let's see. But the like when you say if he would have, Pete Carroll would have run the ball in. People hold that against Russell Wilson because the defense has come out and said they tried to make him a star well, and he well, couldn't get it done. Well, we got we got to be yeah, honest. But that's though. something personal. That's something personal. And again, you keep forgetting the people that make the decisions in the room. They like, they like Russell Russ. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. They like Russ. They not gonna hold that against Russell Wilson because what uh, KJ Wright and 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 uh, Richard Sherman may think about him, or the defensive side may think about him. They like Russell Wilson. You can't take that away, and, Key, and that's gonna give him a nod, Harry. But Key, I, I understand what you're saying, but Russell Wilson right now is completing 59 percent of his passes. Key, I just watched their last game on a third and seven situation. A wide-open K.J. Hamler coming across the field. Russell Wilson decides to throw it to the tight end who's covered. I watched Jerry Judy line up in the slot and run a wheel route versus man coverage. And Russell Wilson throw the ball out of the end zone. I also watched him on the plate to probably win the football game. 
versus man coverage on the side that he should have been looking at to the right side of the field, not complete the ball to K.J. Hamler, and twice in the tight red zone try to go against a corner who was once the best defensive player in the National Football League. So these things can't continue for Russell Wilson because if he does have two, three to four more years of this, it's going to be looked down upon. Yeah, let's see. Well, if he has three or four more games, we don't know. Maybe he'll get it together. It's a first-time OC, first-time head coach. He's in a new situation. But that's why the question is, if this kind of play continues this year and maybe next, Casey of Michigan, you're on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Harry Douglas. Sorry, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Harry Douglas in for J today, ESPN Radio. Yeah, I think think Russell uh, has a little bit more uh, credentials to accomplish. If you want to look at Matt Stafford, we had questions about him all throughout his career until he won a Super Bowl last year. So if Russell doesn't get something, an MVP, another Super Bowl or something, I kind of don't think he gets in, whether people like him or not. Javier. Yeah, see, and- I, think, I think it's important. I think it's important, though, the fact that people do like you. I mean, yeah, it, I think it, it's important. Terrell too. <laughs> Owens had to wait. Terrell Owens had to wait uh, 100 years to get in. Because people didn't like him. That's a Chris good point. Carter, my former mate on Sunday and Monday Night Countdown, it was a Hall of Famer out the gate. But because Chris Carter did not get along with the media and he had some off-the-field issues and substance abuse back in the day, they held that against him. So he had to wait forever to get into the Hall of Fame. So it does matter on whether or not they like you. And by the way, you're right, Key. And it's who you know, people in high places. Yep. You think he could put in a call to – to, to Prince to, to King no, Charles. Stop, 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 Do you think stop, he could put in a stop, call stop. to King Charles? Max, Max, I'm curious. Max, it's people. It's who you know. Me. Does he? How much sway does the does the British royalty have with the with these Hall of Fame voters? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> put his hand down. Javier and Phoenix, you're on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Harry Douglas stop, for Jay today. Yeah. Good. Good morning, fellas. Hey, man. Three things. Number one, you guys are the best show on ESPN, hands down. You know, thank you. I'm King, glad I could be a part of it. Who paid you to say, Harry? That? <laughs> you know what, man? Harry, you're the best fill-in. Also, just so you know. Number oh, number two, Key, Key, Max is tripping, man. Russell Wilson, he's already done what he needs to do to get in the Hall of Fame. Whether he goes seven and nine the next four or five years, he puts in mediocre stats. He's going in. He got a ring. He's been to two Super Bowls, like you said. Um, Max, man, I think you're the one that ate that uh, deep deep pizza or something, man. You tripping, man. <laughs> I'm um, not – hey, you don't know what I'm – I didn't come out and say there's no way he gets in if this continues. I'm asking the question. I think it's a reasonable question to ask. And, and the real point of the question, the underpinning of it is, do things that happen after the fact that shed light on something – can they change your mind about stuff? Because a lot of what we do when we talk about he's going to be in the Hall of Fame is we've seen this a million times. When a guy is doing this by this age, he'll have a couple more productive years, and so we see where it's trending and just assume he's going to get in. But if things happen after the fact where you're like, oh, wait a minute, he's only 32 and he's playing like this, and he never really played like that again, I'm just saying if, if this happens. Not that this will happen. And Pete Carroll keeps winning with other dudes. It's different. Even if he did, even if he did though, Max, mm-hmm. and, and he threw for average thirty eight hundred yards for the next six seasons, right? Before he decides to move to the pond, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's going in the Hall of Fame, man. I, I'm just being I, honest with you. He's uh, okay, going in okay, the Hall that's of Fame. key. That is your answer. I wonder. I wonder. 
Adam in New Jersey. You're on with Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Harry Douglas in for J today, ESPN Radio. Good morning, fellas. How you guys doing? What's going on, Adam? All righty. I would just like to say you guys are my favorite show. It used to be the Green Show, but then I started waking up earlier. <laughs> Another thing is... Uh, People, I used to love Greeny, then I got a job. Oh, I love you guys. <laughs> Can't hear exactly Greeny anymore, I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like to say, Russell Wilson, you can call me a hater all you want, but I don't think he's a Hall of Fame uh, type of player. If anything, he's like a Cooper Rush right now in the system that he what? was on the Seahawks. What? <laughs> it was all Legion of Doom, man. It was all Legion of Doom. He should have two, he should have two rings right now, but he blew the second one. Damn, and that might, and that might be the case. That might, that might be the case that he, whatever drove the bus, whatever you want to call it. The fact of the matter is, they like him. He's a stand-up guy to them. They make the decisions to put a guy in that's been very productive, who's gone to two Super Bowls and won one. The story of Russell Wilson, they'll tell it. He's married to Sierra. They'll tell the story. <laughs> That's just what it is, man. It's, it's and I'm the glad, truth. Key, I'm glad you bringing this up because you're trying to give people uh, insight on what actually does happen when it comes to stuff like that. And I really don't think people are listening to you because it does matter. And me being able to play the game for a long time and seeing different things and, you know, knowing Tony Gonzalez and going to his Hall of Fame ceremony – People liking you matters. Yeah, but uh, no question. And by the way, let me give you a, a, a parallel that, that points out that, that in, in comparing them will show you some differences. So Doc Rivers was a great coach and had a lot of success in the playoffs included and obviously one of the greatest coaches ever, the whole thing. And then in recent years, his team's performances in the playoffs have been such that but, – but – the league has changed a lot over time. Yep. No one's questioning the kind of co- and the kind of success that Doc Rivers had in the playoffs. The difference with Russell Wilson is that the league has changed in a way that's more like he is, right? So, so it's not like all of a sudden he, he can't figure out how to play the game. Now, you might say, Key, well, he's, his escapability, as they like to say, is not quite the same anymore. He is in a new system, et cetera, et cetera. He has to learn. And if he does all that and gets back to completing over 60% of his passes and winning games, that's one thing. What I am asking is not that. What I'm asking is if it never comes back. If everything he's did is what, hap- you know, is what happens, you know he's going to play because of the contract, and he has three or four really not good years right now. Key is saying he's already done enough, plus they like him. And I'm asking, and when you- does it shed light on what he did about- in such a way, Key, where if – Pete Carroll keeps doing it with other – let's say he wins a Super Bowl with Geno Smith or someone like that. Are we going to look back and say, hmm, yeah, the deep, the deep ball looked pretty. Yeah, no, he could scramble and gonna, stuff. because you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. Why, why would you do that? People have won Super Bowls with multiple quarterbacks. Doesn't mean that that particular quarterback wasn't good because a team and a, or coach won with a different quarterback. I mean, that's – come on now. You can't do that. My what guess I do is, want to know, though. Yeah, he's going to wind give, up in the I'm Hall of Fame. Give, that's my guess. I'm going to give my producers some homework to do really quick. I want Pat or James, I don't care which one, to find out how many drops have the Denver Broncos had from their receiving core and tied in this season. Because when you talk Key, about you can't do that, 56%, you can't no, do yes, that, I can. No, but let me tell yeah, you yes, why. I because I can go yes, and tell the producers to look up how many throws Russell Wilson has missed this year. They go hand in hand. Yeah, you could do, you could do that too. But guess what? That statistic ain't available. So I win. 
Oh, you could, I can go back and watch every game because you know I like to watch hella film. Go, I go back and I tell you. Back, you, don't have enough, you don't have enough time. We only got about two and a half hours of the show left. You ain't so, got enough time. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, for his career with the Seahawks, has a 66 QBR. That's excellent. With the Broncos, which is tiny, the sample size is tiny. I'm not suggesting it won't improve. I'm asking if it continues. Has a 37 QBR. That's not starting quality. Passing yards per game are similar. But the touchdown interception ratio is barely over one since similar. he's been a Bronco. It's three and a half when he was on the Seahawks. The completion percentage, 65 as a Seahawk, under 60 as a Bronco. Of course it should get better as a Bronco. He just started. The sample size is small, the whole the thing. But what if it doesn't? In, I want to know how many balls have hit the carpet. That's what I want to know. That's what Key Because I watched enough of the Denver Broncos. I watched enough of them Bronco games to see them balls bouncing off people's hands. Like, for instance... Harry, the seam route to the tight end last week. Perfect strike, right? The defender knocked it down. All the, all the tight end got to do is squeeze the damn ball. But, Key, he That's had, a, he had another seam ball. He had another seam ball of the, of the right right side of the football field that he threw in the damn dirt no. to the tight end. Look, man, I'm not, t- I'm not taking up for him. I just want to be fair. That's all. I'm trying to be fair as possible to a guy who's playing with an injury, Max. Russell Wilson has been by the numbers. Look at that among, pass right there that I was talking about. Yeah, Russell, Russell Wilson by the numbers has been among the worst quarterbacks who start in the NFL this year, and the eyeball test would back that up. He's bottom ten certainly, right so far this year, and so so I I think he will get better, and my guess is he'll wind up a Hall of Famer. I'm asking if it doesn't get much better than this, if it doesn't, he is saying he's in the Hall of Fame anyway, and I wonder, according to a. To an e- what do you say, Harry? Real quick before before we move on. Do well, you- I think he's I think he's a Hall of Famer right now. But if he continues what he's doing in the next three or four years, it's it they're going to be question marks. According to an ESPN news report, guys, owner Dan Snyder has told associates that he's used private investigators and other sources to gather dirt on fellow owners, coaches, and executives. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live. Everywhere you are, download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Harry Douglas in for Jay today. What were you just telling me, Harry? Yeah, man. So, Yates, I got to give you another shout-out, man. My boy Tyreek down in Atlanta. Shout-out to Dream Cuts Barber Lounge. He said, yeah, he's spinning them records today. So, I got to give Yates, you know, props when Yates doing his thing, which is always, though. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, Yates, I got you, man. I appreciate that, man. According to an ESPN News report, guys, owner Dan Snyder, has told associates he's used private investigators and other sources to gather dirt on fellow owners, coaches, and executives. One of the writers of that report joins us now, Don Van Nata, ESPN senior writer. When did? Good morning, first of all. How are you? Glad to have you. Good morning, guys. How are you doing today? When did Dan Snyder start trying to dig up dirt on other owners? believe in the last couple of years. Uh, he has been making uh, claims of this to people close to him, associates, confidants, that he has dirt on a number of owners, several owners, including Jerry Jones, by the way. He's told a fellow owner that, as well as people in the league office and Commissioner Roger Goodell. And he's been saying it more frequently in recent months as he's become more and more nervous that there might be a vote among the owners to remove him as owner of the commanders. Don, everything that we think we know about Daniel Snyder and and that's out there with all the different hair on different things that he's been involved with since being the owner of the commanders. are, Are we surprised by this at all? Some people aren't. You know, it's interesting. When I raised this with owners across the league, some owners who had heard it said, well, that's Dan being Dan. Dan feels cornered. Uh, He is going to do whatever it takes to hold on to his franchise. So there wasn't some surprise among some owners, although I have to tell you the language that Snyder used, saying things like the NFL is a mafia and all owners hate each other. And I'm going to do whatever I can to keep the team, even if it means blowing up other owners and Roger Goodell. Certainly some owners were very angry to hear that, saying that's not the way a partner, a business partner, should talk about another partner. Don, what kind of impact will this have on Dan Snyder and his ownership of the commanders? That's a great question. You know, the owners are meeting next Tuesday in New York. It's their usual autumn meeting. It's just a one-day session. Uh, I've been told by owners and executives around the league that this might be a subject uh, of discussion uh, during that session. You know, Snyder is supposed to have been suspended and removed from day-to-day operations. We have some reporting that, in fact, That has not happened. He has been very much engaged in running the team, despite Goodell saying that he has stepped away as part of that $10 million penalty that was leveled on him in July of 2021. It really is going to come down, guys, to the tolerance of the other owners. It's going to be a test of their tolerance of these kind of comments and the fact that a partner has allegedly dug up dirt on them and is prepared to use it if need be, if his back is against the wall to keep his franchise. Yeah, it's talking to Don. Go ahead, Shaquille. Go ahead. Don, I could be naive at times because I think everybody should think like me in certain situations. I just really want to know, if you are having to do all of this to keep a team, 
what's it like? Why even keep it? Why not relinquish it? And why not just sell it? You've gone through so much. You've got lawsuits. You've had to change the name. You refuse to do this, that. Now you've got to alienate other owners in this situation. Why not just sell a team? That's something that some owners have said. Uh, I had one veteran owner say to me, I don't know why Dan Snyder is hanging in there. He's not having any fun. You know, a big part of the problem with the commanders and with Dan Snyder's ownership is he can't get a new stadium. He's playing in FedEx Field, which is crumbling. And I had a number of owners say that's another problem. He's lost all leverage in either Virginia or Maryland to get a new stadium. And, you know, it's not just the sexual misconduct allegations against Snyder personally uh, and against the toxic culture in the commander's front office that bothers owners. It's also the fact that he's taking money out of their pockets. That's a big concern as well that I heard from owners and senior executives around the league. And, yeah, Keith, that's a great question. Like, wh- why is he still owning a team when it, nobody seems to want him around? I had one owner say all the owners hate Dan Snyder. Hey, Don, Don Venata, ESPN, doing reporting on on Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commanders, digging up dirt, or trying to for several years now, on the other owners. Don, in your estimation, given everyone you've spoken to and having followed this obviously closely and looked into it, might the answer to that question Key just asked be that Dan Snyder doesn't like to lose, that he would see himself as a loser – um, if he were forced to do something against his will, which is sell the team, which would explain why, even if he's miserable, if, if that's how he feels, um, he wouldn't want to give in, that he would view himself as a loser, and, and that's why he doesn't want to lose. That's a big part of it, Max, for sure. Uh, this is a team that he rooted for as a boy. Uh, he was 34 years old when he bought the team in 1999, the youngest person ever to buy an NFL franchise. You know, when he was introduced back then, Paul Tagliabue said Daniel Snyder is the perfect person. It's a quote Tagliabue said when he introduced Snyder. Uh, so it's been 23 years, but he's considered widely as the worst owner possibly in American sports. And he doesn't want to lose. Uh, I think your point is right. And he's holding on. And we've had a number of people, owners that know him well, to say this is really one of the last stops is to gather this information, keep it, keep it close, and if need be, use it. Now, I want to be clear to your listeners and your viewers that Dan Snyder's lawyers, uh, a team spokesperson, denied that he gathered any information about any fellow owners or about Roger Goodell. They adamantly deny that he said things like the NFL is a mafia uh, and that all owners uh, hate each other. So I want to be really clear about that. There are, there are very strong denials in our story uh, about what we've reported. Mm-hmm. Don, I'm really, real quick, I want to ask you this. There's been a lot of you know talk, obviously, about changing the culture there with Jason Wright at the helm. But it seems that with all the, the scandal and all the different things that's been going on within the organization, can Jason really do his job at the level that he would like to do it at? Well, you know, Keith, that's another great question. We have some reporting in our lengthy story that's on ESPN.com about that. There were some sources that were questioning whether Jason Wright was given all the tools that he needed to turn the culture around. But uh, he's pushed back hard on that and feels that he has been empowered to do what he needs to do 
to change the culture and feels optimistic about that happening. There's, there's other people that say, though, as long as Dan Snyder is in charge of that team, nothing is really going to change, no matter who is the team president or any of the other top executives. You know, it's interesting because mm. not only does it look like he will lose and be the loser here, and then he'll t- tell himself, I'm making billions on the sale, so I'm actually a winner. That's how he'll rationalize it to himself, which is a pretty good rationalization. But he's going to do it if, if, in fact, this reporting is true, Don, that he'll do it without dignity. He won't go out with, with dignity, if that's the case, if he's willing to stoop to those levels ethically, Harry. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's a good look, period. But here's the, here's the one thing I, I don't want us to ignore either. How many owners right now are sweating bullets with Daniel Snyder and this whole thing going on? <laughs> right. That's like what's underneath what makes all this actually interesting, yeah. right? Don Van Nata, ESPN senior writer, thank you very much. for. Do you, I'm sorry, you look like you want to say something, Don. I certainly – go ahead. No, I, 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 I just, just to say again, that, that's certainly a, a very good point. I just want to make it clear that Dan Snyder did tell a fellow owner that he has dirt on Jerry Jones. Mm. That's a very significant revelation in our story because Jerry Jones has been the last line of defense among the owners. Oh. Uh, and uh, it'll be very interesting to see how Jerry Jones reacts to that. Just wanted to make that point. What did I wonder what the dirt is. I know. <laughs> if it's true. Hey, listen, right now, they're d- so-called dirt. Every human being who's lived long enough or lived a little bit, there's some dirt to be had. Nobody is perfect. And I would hate to think that he is essentially being blackmailed, Jerry Jones, because I, I wonder what the le- – forget about the ethical, what the legal ramifications of that are, if true. Don Van Nata, ESPN – Senior writer, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, wait, he wants to say something else, and I'm not going to stop you, Don, if you got more to say. No, no, no that, that, that's, that's okay, Max. Just the final point is the league, we have a very good league sources that say that the front office of the NFL is aware that Snyder has information and has been tracking owners. It's just another point that I want to make to your listeners. Again, so uh, there, there's a lot of confirmation. We have 30-plus sources for the story. And just wanted to make that point as well, Max. Thank you, Don. We want to hear from you on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. If you want to uh, talk about this, that's, that's your right. Go ahead. But is Russell Wilson playing himself out of the Hall of Fame? From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Media. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. He, I'm glad that you're well-rested this morning. Uh, you got a little extra sleep in there, and you must be feeling pretty good. Man, I, 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 
It was a situation that occurred. <laughs> situation where occurred. I was late to work this morning. Uh, I apologize to all my listeners, uh, but ESPN owed me that thirty minutes anyway. <laughs> Why is that? As hard as I work, man. As hard as I work, I need that thirty minutes back. I was tired, Max. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so I hear I you. Getting in. Shannon was panicking. Shannon called me at the airport when the flight was delayed. All in a panic because Justin got him panicking. And, and, you know, I thought I set the alarm right. I set it at 5 o'clock. It's like I knew what I was doing. And I thought I I said, oh, I got to set my alarm for 4. But I set it for 5 for some weird reason. And I set it for 5. So I You was, know what Freud would say, know, Key? You, you didn't want to wake up at 4. That's why I set it for 5. Wait, I did and so, I, so when I woke up at 5, because I got in late. I got like 12.30 when I checked into the room. And so when I woke up, it was 5.05 or whatever it was. Shannon, I, Shannon called right at 5. He called my room. So the room phone rang and woke me up. But I was already ready to get up anyway, thinking, oh. And he was like, the show. I'm like, you talking about the show getting ready to start. I'm like, no, nah, man, you serious? He's like, yes, the show started already. <laughs> I was like, oh. But you know what? Blank. You know why they were so upset, Key? And they were right, because the world was going to end if you didn't get there on time. And look at this. The world ended. So, oh, the world didn't yeah. end. The world didn't end, but so it was took, okay. You know, end. I went real, you know, Shannon, <laughs> East Coast, everything is aggressive, and the world's going to end, and da-da-da. You know me, I take the calm approach. Oh, man, all right, I'll be there in a minute. We'll just crack some jokes about it. That's actually and one, that was that's it. one thing I noticed about you. I, I went nice and calm on him. I know he probably was like, this dude, what, what am I working with? I took the job for the wrong – I got the wrong job here. <laughs> I'm just glad you. I'm just I've, glad you're good, man. For a minute, I'm like, man, I hope he ain't, you know, go to the south side of Chicago. <laughs> I can't lie, I had that. No Key, I can't lie, I had that thought. I was like, we were, we were kind of making jokes, and then I was thinking, uh, I haven't heard from him. I texted him and didn't hear back. <laughs> I was like, uh, I hope everything's nah, all right, nah, man. No, nah, I was good. I just, you know, I was tired, man. Yeah, a brother had a long day yesterday. Oh, just think tell about me my about show. It. The, the NFL live, getting to the airport, traveling, sitting in the airport, uh, waiting on my flight, getting on the plane. The young lady sitting next to me wouldn't let me lay it down, sleep. She want to talk. Uh, you know, she's from Seattle, and she wants to tell me about spiritual and all. And I'm just like, oh, oils and incense. As soon as I get the question, what month were you born? I'm out. I'm checking I'm checking right out. I'm checking yeah, right out. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything. Okay. She was well, nice. I was she was I'm nice. Checking right out. She was nice. She All right. was from Seattle, and it was a whole. We're deal. back in ten seconds. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, so we all pick an underdog on, on the plus side. And I'll set it off. Ready for this, guys? Talk to us. On the plus side, Seattle plus three at home versus Arizona. I like Seattle to win that game. They're at home. I like the way – I think – you want to know the truth? I do tiers of quarterback on this just in, right? So one guy in the first tier, two in the second, three in the third, pyramid style. I had Geno Smith as the last guy in the third tier right now. Like, meaning one of the top six – so far based just solely on this year's performance, I think he's playing like a top six quarterback. No, he is. He looks good, and that's part of the reason why we're, we're having this conversation about Russell Wilson, too, because – A top six quarterback? Hold on, Max. Hmm. No, I ain't go that far. good, man. I just say he's playing good football. So far this no, year, Keith. Give me football, coach. <laughs> coach, he's doing good, but – who? Give me yeah, six dudes doing six. better so far this year. Nothing. Key, don't bring anything you know about these guys from the past year or what you think's going to happen going forward. I mean, so but far this year. But you've got to talent into it, too, though, right? Like, you I, will have to factor I'm, talent into I'm that. factoring in what I'm seeing from guys, how they're playing, and how they're performing. What are they getting done? I think Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, and Lamar Jackson – are better than Geno Smith this year. I don't think that anybody else has been better than Geno Smith this year. Who else has been Man, better than I point him? to Kirk Cousins. No, I don't Damn, think so. Kirk Cousins. I don't think so. Kirk Cousins oh, is working Max, with a lot come more. Come on, man. Kirk Cousins working Kirk with a lot Cousins. more. Get By the way, but, Dalvin but Cook you, was, you, you know. About the, Kirk Cousins. All right, you have Kirk Cousins. I, I, I like, have I'm the one who told you about Geno. You, you did before the season started. I don't know why you're flipping now. I disagreed. Yeah, I was you, like, come you, on, man. I've seen that already. But you were right. That's why. Key, no, that's what led to the whole six, thing about Pete though. Carroll. Look what he's doing with Geno Smith. You said top six. You didn't say one no. of the best quarterbacks. in. You said top six. Yeah, so far this year. That's right. I think he's the sixth best. That's so right. you, you would take yeah. Geno over Trevor Lawrence? So far this year, yes. I wouldn't have, but Trevor Lawrence started coughing the ball up left and right. I mean, I understand that, but. I, I had Trevor Lawrence there, and then he started coughing it up. I got to be, go based on what, what happened so far. Man, who do you have, one Harry? Bad game, man, against the Eagles. Stop it. Who, who do you have? I will put Trevor Lawrence there before <laughs> Geno Smith. But who do you have on the plus side? Oh, the plus side. Oh, I'm taking – Max want to get off a of, <laughs> – I don't – I'll stay here all day. <laughs> I believe what I'm telling I'm you. I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. Um I just love this Jacksonville team. And they're coming off a loss, right, to the Houston Texans, a game that I thought that they should have won. But I think having Doug Peterson as their coach versus Urban Meyer in situations like this is going to pay dividends. Doug Peterson, a former quarterback, he understands the position. He's going to talk to his quarterback or already has talked to his quarterback. And I think they're going to find a way to get it done versus the coach who they already beat one time this year already. Key, who do you have on the plus side? Harry, you co- you cover college football. You'll be down in Tennessee this week against Alabama. Yep. Number three going into Tennessee, number six overall. Is Bryce Young going to play? Still a question mark. Now, I know Alabama and I know one of their offensive linemen said that they're preparing as if Bryce Young is going to play. Uh, the, the thing about it, though, Key, is that with Bryce Young playing, I still think Tennessee is going to win this football game. Mm. And now if, you know, if, if I, Milrow is the quarterback, whew, it's not even going to be a question. Here's who I'm going with. I'm taking 
Tennessee plus seven at home versus the number three ranked team in the country in Alabama. Uh, I think that when you look at Tennessee and Josh Heupel and company and Hooker at the quarterback spot, who Max says is 45 years old, doesn't matter. He's out there spinning that thing. I think they beat Alabama. I think they cover the whole situation. They, they, they get it taken care of. I don't know if Bryce Young playing really is going to change all that much because this is the first time this young man's been injured. And you know how injuries are. People kind of, you know, stick their toe in the water when they're not too sure, especially when their future is riding so high on certain things. You know, and the shoulder is a little bit different than a pinky. I'm going with Tennessee in this one. Key, I think it's an excellent pick because when I look at teams like Tennessee, who has the number one offense in college football, and then you look at Bama, they have like a top six defense, but Bama's defense isn't what we're accustomed to seeing, right? Creating turnovers, getting pick sixes, sack fumbles, picking it up, running in, blocking punts, getting touchdowns that way. Plus, when I look at the wide receivers of Alabama, you look at Holden Prentice, um, Isaiah Bond, Jermaine Burton, those guys, I think, have to step it up to another level. Now, an Alabama team that we're accustomed to seeing in the past is smash mouth, run the football. They're not built like that right now. The offensive line isn't built like that. So if Bryce Young doesn't play, what are they going to do? I just like Tennessee, and Tennessee averaged about 85 plays a game, man. They're, they're, they're tempo, 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 tempo. And I think this is the biggest game, like Paul Feinbaum said, in Tennessee's history in like the last 20 years. I think Neyland Stadium is going to be crazy, and that crowd is going to be ready. And I can't wait to go down there in my little, I can't tell you all the color of my blazer, but you can pretty much guess. Put two and two together. You don't together. have an orange? Key. You put no orange? I just said I'm not going to tell y'all, but guess. I don't mean you guess, Keith, when I just told you in the doggone commercial break. Now, now realize, on the plus <laughs> oh, side, they just got to cover. They just got to cover these spreads. Yeah. You know, the, the underdog doesn't have to outright win. Just got to cover the spreads, no, so we're all them, taking I'm points. I'm picking them to win. I, I, I'm, I'm also win, taking though. Seattle to beat Arizona. I'm just saying, if they lose by a point, you still cover the bet. Yeah. Right? And you're pick, and you're right. And we're all picking our guys outright, outright to win, right, Key? You like Tennessee oh, yeah. in the upset. You like Jacksonville yeah, in do. the upset. And I also, I like Seattle in the upset here. They're playing well. Try to tell Key before the season, man, Pete Carroll, they're going to play some defense, run the ball. Gino making a few good plays. Here and there, Key was like, no, Gino's no good. I'm like, I'm telling you, Key. Key Key was saying that to me, and so far he's turned out to be right, but uh, he doesn't want to acknowledge that Gino is uh, top six for some reason, and he's got Russell Wilson as the greatest quarterback ever with a 59% completion percentage. Okay. All right, look, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is brought to you by Eckridge Smoked Sausage. Find them in the refrigerated meat aisle at your favorite grocery store to create one-of-a-kind recipes. Eckridge, do you? Meantime, here's the question coming up, guys. Is Chiefs-Bills actually the best game of the weekend? Even though Cowboys-Eagles has all this buzz? Which is the biggest game this weekend? Keyshawn, J. Willemax. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Willemax. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2.